Welcome to Patient Stories. My name is Dr. Bertrand Liang, and these are tales about some remarkable people whom I have met through the opportunity of being a physician. Remembering the artist. Mr. T was 90 years old when I first met him, accompanied by his partner, as well as another young man, his caretaker. He was tall, with a flowing white head of hair and a pale lined face, which was stern and quite the contrast to his fairly high-pitched voice. After introducing myself, the patient responded with very hesitating speech, sputtering out his name, as well as some numbers. Those were his dog tag numbers, said his partner, smiling. He does that pretty much every time he meets someone new. I nodded and noted that the patient had been referred to me for the management of his dementia, which, apparently, another doctor had noted was Alzheimer's disease. Smiling at the patient, I started to ask him questions, and Mr. T seemed to fiddle with his hands and got out occasional words and sentences, which were mostly questions back to the partner and provider. They were almost pleased for help to understand what was going on around him, but at the same time, without any aspects of fear or discernible discomfort, except for the fiddling with his hands. Noting to the patient that I was going to address his, his partner and caretaker, I asked about how well the patient cared for himself, what he did throughout the day. Did he wander at night? Or are there such questions associated with the differing types of dementia? He really doesn't speak much except to ask for things, said the young caretaker. But he does manage to do a few things around the house. Sleep is the worst issue, though. He naps during the day and is up all night. It can be really hard. Apparently, both the patient's partner and caretaker allowed Mr. T to sleep throughout the day, alternating with watching TV and then napping, despite trying to get him to do other things. The patient's partner noted that they had a park across the street, and while it was possible sometimes to get the patient to go across the street, he'd prefer to sit on the bench near the swing sets and just stare off into space, nodding off most of the time. I can't seem to get him to stay awake at all, he noted, sighing. He'd rather be up at night. I noted to both Mr. T's partner and provider that this could happen in, in Alzheimer's disease, where the patients reverse their sleep-wake cycle. And as we have discussed during this podcast, having good sleep hygiene is a fundamental aspect to try to reverse this trend to more normal hours. That would be a relief, said Mr. T's partner after being informed of this. We just thought letting him sleep would be the best thing for his brain. Noting that sleep is important, I just pointed out that obviously for everyone's sake, having the patient return to a normal sleep-wake cycle would do everyone good. That's for sure, noted both Mr. T's partner and the caretaker. Avoid the sleeping and shifts thing. I tried to do some of the other things the standard examination, which helped assess the patient's mental status. But Mr. T really didn't engage very much. He seemed to pay some attention to what I was saying, but then would lose interest fairly quickly in answering my various questions, sighing, then looking at his partner, who tried to get him to answer the question once more. Most of the time, I didn't push it. Then, as I usually do, I asked the patient to draw a clock. The response I received was, to put it mildly, remarkable. The patient drew a circle, but then instead of putting numbers in, like the face of a clock, he drew a man who appeared to be pushing 
the side of the inside of the circle. Then he drew a man outside the circle, who was pushing the circle as well from the opposite direction. He drew other circles, with stick figures inside, doing various things like sitting, standing, bending arms, and other things. I just watched as he continued on. In the midst of this, Mr. T's partner started to tell the patient to start drawing a clock, but I just held up my hand, just observing. Then Mr. T just put a couple of letters at the bottom of the page and put down the pen, staring off into space once again. He was an artist, said his partner wistfully. You name it, he drew things for the New Yorker, had shows in the Bay Area, worked for the most sought-after advertising agencies in the UK. He could draw anything, and did. It was, of course, fascinating and sad at the same time. Does he still draw? I asked, still looking at the piece of paper in front of me. No, he's not really awake long enough to do anything. And we don't leave out such things since they're sharp. I asked if it was possible if he could use something like an iPad or other touchscreen. He always hated those things, said his partner. I love them, but he said you can't feel what you're doing with them. Well, perhaps what you can do is to try keeping him awake by having his old drawing materials available while under supervision, I said, hopefully. That way, you might be able to reverse the sleep-wake cycle and provide him an engagement that he might be willing to stay awake for. Just a thought. Both Mr. T's caretaker and partner agreed to try to do this, as well as retry some other version of the tablet computer to see what he might be willing to do. The next time I saw Mr. T and compatriots, they had some sketches to show me, which, quite frankly, were just incredible. There was a pencil rendition of a park with swings from across the street, like I told you, noted his partner. A large leaf with smaller leaves covering it, and an old rotary telephone with the receiver hanging off the hook with the intricacies of the lines of a twisted cord noted. These are simply stunning, I replied when shown the drawings. Yes, he's quite talented. He did things similar before. I just nodded with the acknowledgement of his talent. By the way, he threw my iPad across the room and I gave it to him to try, laughed Mr. T's partner. Modern technology has no place with this artist. No, indeed. And to sleep? It's gotten better, but not perfect, said the patient's caretaker. He sleeps about four hours a night, but that's a lot better than none. I encouraged both the caretaker and partner to hang in there, and that hopefully with continued good sleep hygiene and his engagement with artistic endeavors, he'd sleep at least six or more hours in a night. We're on the right path, said the patient's partner, and thanks for the suggestion to let him pick up a pencil again. Indeed, I replied, I'm really happy it helped, to which his partner noted, yes, we really do need to remember the artist in him. Thank you very much for joining me for Patient Stories. Be happy, be healthy, and find peace.